I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, yes. Greetings. Hello. 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 I, I am so excited, gang. This is an episode I've been wanting to record for so long. Um, this I make, oh my God, I think this is like right up there with uh, Dolly's braces and the Mandela effect for me. So you're just saying that because everybody is talking to you about the Mandela effect. And yes. Not- yeah, We've I know. So many responses. Please keep sending us your emails at eerietravels.com. Uh, click that email link and let me know more Mandela effects that that we didn't talk about that you want to you want us to delve into. Because <laughs> I I have a feeling a second episode of that is coming. So I was going to say a second episode and like listener tales. We love listener tales. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And thank you all so much for those. Man, we've we've been floored with those, and uh, some of those are incredible. Yes. Oh. All, all of them are incredible. Some of them are just creepy and some of them are weird. And we just, yep. anyway, cryptids, ghosts, whatever. Tell us your weird yeah, stories. Tell us your tales. Tell us your Mima and Peepaw stories. We, I've been loving those. Thank you. Uh, and for people who've been reaching out to me after Erie Appalachia came out with, with more monster tales, I am loving them. So thank you. Thank you. And we will, we will make sure those get published and saved so that they don't disappear. So absolutely absolutely oh my goodness so uh are uh, is everything good with you erica everything been fine everything's fine i mean i think it's really interesting because you live in florida so it's been five million degrees there right yes yeah we are in our third month of our nine months of hell so yes exactly and we all know you're moving up me soon super exciting but up here it's been literally like between 30 and 55 degrees and um, rainy in Chile, and it's like so weird. It's weird because it's an actual spring, and there are spring flowers and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So it's been it's been really cool, but it's definitely different for me up here when it's like that, not fifty million degrees. So that's cool. But you know what I want to talk about? I know you, you, you about? have a whole surprise for me for this episode, but we I... have some breaking news. Oh yes, yes. Da-da. Uh, oh wait, da-da. no. Let's play it. Let's play it properly. Oh my gosh. So ready for it? This is from our friends at Paranormality Magazine. And of course, if you guys go sign up, get swag, anything, if you use the promo code travelers, travels, 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 travels. I get that wrong. I'm just going to have to have them add that as a promo code for us, but no, but do travels, travels, travels. I really think they should add travelers, Paranormality Magazine, if you're listening, just because I can't remember it. Um, But uh you subscribe merch everything you get 10 percent off it's pretty awesome but did you know mark ready mm. aliens could contact earth by 2029 according to scientists tracking a nasa probe what yes so um we're gonna read a little of this because i want to know how they have come to this conclusion but a recent yeah. study conducted by scientists at the University of California, suggests that an intelligent extraterrestrial civilization may have sent a response to some of the signals sent from Earth to space. 
which scares the crap out of me about what signals we're sending. But despite that fact, the question of whether we are alone in the universe remains a philosophical conundrum. The findings revealed by signals sent to Voyager 2, Pioneer 10, and Pioneer 11 have already reached at least one distant star system. So, um, however, it's unlikely that these star systems would be home to a technologically advanced civilization, but there's a whole article, you should read it. And the fact is, there is life out there. You know me, anybody who doesn't believe that there's other life out in these stars and planets to me is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because we're not the only ones out here. And and what's funny is that, you know, to coincide with that, the New York Post just recently posted that uh, the, the truth is out there. So we have more breaking news. More breaking news? Yes. All right. So this is the thousands of deep space radio signals have made their way to earth you know 50 of them are from repeating sources which could possibly be contact from another world now we know we've had what recently they've discovered what 25 new ones uh and i believe this is from the canadian hydrogen intensity mapping experiment and uh they use a high-powered radio telescope in british columbia to receive signals and this is probably what they consider the biggest mystery in astronomy is most of them come from outside the milky way and uh the uh it's just these they call them uh frequent radio bursts uh so they're basically repeating and one of the big questions according to scientists is uh you know do they have, they don't have similar origins. So some of them were considered to be, you know, you know, maybe they're binary star systems. It's, you know, pulsars, quasars, stuff like this. But we can now accurately calculate the probability that two or more of these bursts coming from the same location are not coincidences. Oh. So this is crazy. Uh, again, this is, this is just the early days of this. Uh, and I think, that uh, I'm excited to see what we developed from this. So it's not yeah. so, and that's the fact that you were, and 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 because of that, we are also going to be talking about what I wanted to talk about this whole day and what I've been wanting to talk about for months, and we just couldn't get this uh, this episode together because this one needs a little extra production. So we're putting we're actually making our producer work for a change. Which uh, you should stop being so sassy because that producer is amazing. <laughs> I was about and- to say I do so much. I will <laughs> fight everyone right now. Okay, I'm not oh going to be because I know I would lose against our producer. So I'm not going to fight <laughs> yeah. them. I, I oh, know yeah, where no. I stand. <laughs> they would sick their vicious beasts on you. They have they have uh, pockets. Uh, the deadly uh, the deadly Doberman. That they will yeah, think he's, deadly Doberman. Yeah, I, I was gonna say about the frog army that could be summoned. I yeah, don't care the frog army they and, are. Then, and then Rocky the Wonder Cat that uh yeah he yeah. attacks me, so imagine what he'll do to you. Oh yeah. man, yeah. I mean he'd kill me with just dander. So exactly. Allergies, so. But anyways, number stations. Number Get stations. To work. Number so, stations. Do you know what a number station is, Erica? I have no idea what a number station That's is. That's why I wanted to take you on a journey. So I, I think gonna, I'm ready. I don't we're gonna, I'm not we're sure. gonna go a traveling. So um so buckle up, listeners. This is this is gonna be a little bit there is no trigger warnings for this episode, which is amazing. 
There are, however, a warning that it might get a little technical in a couple places. So I apologize. I am not Bill Nye, the science guy. Uh, I am not Neil deGrasse Tyson. I will do my best to make this as down to earth as possible. Uh, so I mean, if you're looking for ghosts, you're looking for monsters, this may not get you, but this is going to get you in the creepy feels. So, all right. So number so this is like, uh, if you're saying that, is this like aliens instead of ghosts and creepy things? I, I don't want to say that because we don't know what these are. We still don't. This is literally what we always say, things we do not do not understand. Okay. Uh, we believe they are terrestrial because this is a terrestrial phenomena for the most part. We've been able to track a few of these. And uh, but they are they military? Are they more? I think you're gonna love this. So okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the phenomena of number stations. And I am not going to read the Wikipedia on this. I am not gonna do this. I'm just basically going to explain to you what happens. So what the way radio stations work, right? You're listening to your radio on your car. Now it's all digital. But back in the day, you had the little knobby turners and you could you know, tune uh, between the stations to try to find the next station, particularly AM. You would find you know, different bands and stuff. Uh, there are some blocked off bands that you are not allowed to use for communication due to things like they are being used for plane traffic and air traffic control. Some are being used and are reserved for the military's use. And then there is the AM band, which is for AM radio networks and stuff. And those are, you buy you know, your license with the FCC or whatever country you happen to be in, and you have a such and such broadcast area that you are allowed to run that operating band. But we all know there are days when it's clear or some days when it's cloudy, you might pick up something from another station, another, you know, hundreds of miles away. You're like, wait a minute, I'm, I should be listening to my Tampa station where I'm at, but I'm picking up a station that sounds decidedly Cuban. You know, uh, wait a minute, you know, this isn't, this isn't right. But, you know, sometimes it bounces, it's clearer, it's a nice, you know, nice weather. And that's ionosphere, that's all the way radio waves work. I'm not going to get into all that here. There, that's I was like going to say, if you do that, you're going to yeah. put me to sleep. So. Everybody's going to be asleep in five minutes, right? I, I will say, though, to reel everybody back in, I have a station that my car defaults to before it hits the Bluetooth on my phone. And that station is always either, um, it's like, you know, the Christian radio stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's always either that or it is uh, Spanish music. And it alternates sometimes. So it'll be like, Jesus. And then it'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. and it's like, wow, I don't know. It, it's just a fun way to start my morning sometimes. It's That's, always very loud. It's like it's like roulette with your radio. Yeah, exactly. for real. Uh, and then it gets into the higher bands. We get in FM. That's where you get the clearer signal, the stereo signals and all that. Um, and FM works a little differently. But again, we're not going to get into that here. But that. Those other bands, we all know of the ham radio operators, right? Are you familiar with them? These are guys who purchase special equipment. It's a lot easier now in the internet days because uh, you can actually do it on your computer. Um, but you used to be able to, you put up a little antenna and you would have a ham radio code and you could talk to people all over the world using your ham radio by bouncing signals off the ionosphere and, and, and bouncing them down 
And so this is how suddenly a guy in Iowa can talk to a guy in uh, Pakistan, you know, through ham radio signals. You and know, you I actually to- had ham radio when I was younger. Um, Did you? And, yes. And so this would have been in the 80s. Right. So an appropriate, this. yeah, appropriate time to have a ham radio. But one of my mother's friends who was named Junior taught me how to use the ham radio. And I used to mainly talk to truckers. Truckers use ham radio like when you see them grab the radio in a lot of movies and go breaker breaker or whatever and they're yeah, cb signals yeah yeah because but that also they picked up ham radio signals because it's the same bands so yes. you could you could reach out to truck drivers who were using cbs which was a you know close broadcast but hams could pick those up sometimes especially as the truckers are driving by near your ham radio signal so you could get local truck drivers um and then yeah, and and that was famously done in Stranger Things. I want to say season two or three, where they had to use the ham radio to call his girlfriend from science camp. Dustin's well, that and then she went and used the ham radio. I think in the most recent one to try to get a hold of the military people. Right, right. So this is, um, you know, so it's it was it was common in the eighties. This was before the internet. So this was you know us reaching out to globally connect. This was just something we did, especially as nerds. And what happened, though, is we started noticing some things. And we were picking up things between the signals. And we would pick up these weird, short broadcasts. And it was usually led by some sort of sound. And then someone would repeat a series of numbers five or six times. And then there would be another sound closing it off. And uh, and I'm going to have you listen to one of these say, first things, Erica. And this is where it starts getting a little creepy, gang. So, uh, Erica, if you yes. go into the chat and Ooh. click on the second link I sent, which is uh, known as the Gong Number Station, and I'd okay. like you to play that. Okay, and, here we go, uh, Callie. Let's if, play that for the those listening at home. What what do you think? Oh my god, that's okay, so that's so weird. All right, that is the most famous of the number stations. That's called the Lincolnshire Poacher. And um, that because that's that creepy little song you heard at the beginning. Um, and then you heard those numbers, right? And yeah, no, totally. This is uh, the probably the world's most famous one uh, because it was in the UK and people were hearing it and it was affecting their radio station it actually came out over one of the national radio stations and this is in the 1950s these mostly started in the 40s and of course broadcast all the way until today they're still broadcasting some of them some of them have very short windows this one ended in the early uh, uh 1990s uh but it would play that song and it would play some weird numbers and some lady wrote in to the government and said, what, you know, what is going on? I, I got this weird 
thing. And the guy and the government replied, oh, you're just hearing overlapping of farm numbers and, you know, and shipping line numbers and stuff like that. Don't worry about it. It's 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 the quote was it's not for public consumption. Uh, was later on because it became a thing. More and more people were reporting these things and more and more people were worried about these things. And then more and more people started noticing them and they were, they start coming up, popping up all over the world in different languages. There's a lot coming out of uh, Cuba aimed at the United States. And a lot of them are aimed overseas and are aimed at different countries. Well, when you say aimed, what does that mean? That's how the radio signal is being broadcast in a specific direction. So if you walk around with a shortwave listener, that's why I say you have to kind of get a little technical on this. You can kind of say, oh, I'm getting stronger. Like when you drive towards the city, you hear the radio stations get the, the signal gets clearer. It gets louder. It gets more appropriate. And if you're smart and you kind of triangulate things with another one, you can kind of figure out where this thing exactly is, where it is exactly broadcasting from. Oh, and wow. with this one, the Lincolnshire Poacher, they figured out it was broadcasting out of this one Royal Air Force base in England. And so this was what we realize very quickly is that this is a code, right? Yes. It's specifically for somebody in particular and as people who have a background in uh, social engineering and avoiding hackers, this is the ultimate anti-hack device. Wow. If you have a specific code that is being broadcast to a specific person, let's say a spy or an agent that is mm -hmm. operating in another country and you broadcast this to them, and they pull out their little code book, like their little Orphan Annie decoder ring. Thank you, Christmas Story, or or the Shadow Nose decoder ring from uh, that that was what was actually that was from. Uh, but um, you know, you would uh, you would translate. You know, your those numbers would be okay. This is for the usually we think what happened is, is the first five numbers are who it's for, and then the okay. second, then they repeat that usually two or three times. And then the next five numbers would be the message. Okay. Uh, and they would repeat that several times so that they would make sure the person got the message. And then at the end, it would be a zero, zero, zero was the finale, right? That was the, we're signing off. And like I said, these are in all sorts of different languages. These are in all sorts of different uh, countries and no one knows what they are. Now that's what we are postulating because no country ever has said yes that's what these are no one in the world has said what these are except for that one british land management bureaucrat just said oh don't worry they're not for public consumption so is this so is it hypothesized to use a word that we don't use frequently. So is this hypothesized that this is how spies communicate with each other? Yes, because we have a lot more uh, information now than we did, but we still don't have a definitive, but we will talk about that right after the break, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I guess we'll be right back to do numbers and things. <laughs> 
Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil, how do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncy and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We are back. We're, We're back. back. How and creepy was I, that audio? That it's you know what's the craziest to me is um, you know, we talk about robotic voices and communication and stuff like that. And you look back to that time period when you're because you're talking 40s, 50s, like yeah. um that that was a time ago, just in case anyone is keeping track. And you have this no this voice that sounds very robotic. It sounds very Alexa-ish, you know? Yeah. And that that recording itself was from the, the mid-70s, uh, early 80s, which again, we probably still didn't have much AI voice at all then. But what they were was, we figure what happened is, is somebody recorded these and would record 01, 02, 03, 04, 05. And then they can edit it together over and over again. So that's why they all have the same inflection. You know, when they when they when you hear the 20 different times, it's the same inflection. It's not the same. You know, it's the same person talking, but it's not somebody just reading a note. This is, you know, you're hearing these numbers uh, being edited together, which would have been even more work than than. You know, can you imagine that, you know, sitting there, you know, figuring out the code? But the reason they haven't been translated and the reason they haven't been figured out is because we think these are one-time use codes. Well, that makes sense. I mean, in order to sort of decode something for the most part, and I'm going to go to something we eventually should talk about um, because, you know, I love my serial killers. Yes. Uh, is the Zodiac Killer. So there's a mm -hmm. whole thing about the decoding of the Zodiac Killer's letters, and they think they're getting closer, and I'm going to save all that for another episode. But what is really interesting is the reason it's taken so long for that decoding to even occur is because they don't, if you don't know what you're decoding, you can't easily decode it. You have to first trace like, okay, where are we beginning? Okay, this is, we're decoding Sanskrit, a 500 year old dead language. You know, we're decoding that. Well, then you can at least begin and you know where to go and to try to find the pieces. But if you don't even know where to begin, 
I could see why they could never decode them. And if you're smart about it, you don't keep using the same thing over and over again because eventually you'll get caught. Well, what yeah. happened was is uh, there was a spy who was caught and this spy had what they call had a thing called a one-time pad. And it was oh. literally a bunch of random numbers written in and he wouldn't tell them how it worked. So we think that ties in to the number stations that that's how you translate a number station and it only works once. So once you get the specific code that gives you the specific numbers, you would use that one-time pad and go, ah, this is for me. I am to go to this shop at two o'clock on a Saturday, you know, who knows why, you know, but I'm sure there was more to these messages. Do you think they're instructions on people that need to be assassinated? Cause I think these are sleeper agent things. This, this reminds me so much of winter soldier, uh, in, yeah. uh, you know, in Captain America, boxcar, you know, you know, railroad, you know, choo -choo, I love yeah. all of this. I, you know, I do, you know, I do, you know, yeah. I do. sleeper agents. Uh, I love uh, stuff like this too. I'm, I'm a big fan of like the, Ooh, it's, it's getting creepy. It's getting secret agent-y. And I know at some point we'll do an episode on like, you know, the men in black and stuff, but like, Whenever I hear stuff about this and whenever we learn stuff about this, it, first off, it's usually through my dad. And second off, I almost always anticipate my dad's immediate removal. <laughs> I'm just constantly terrified of like some government agent's going to come and take my dad for some stupid shit that he said or some shit that he investigated. I'm, I'm just waiting for Robert Preston to show up and take me up to defend the Star League against Zur and the Kodan Armada from Last Starfighter. So I think you're going to be waiting a while for that one. Because I'm that good at video games. So Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, Mark, guess what no one's ever going to do? Abduct us to play video games. Hey, I <laughs> yes. got... I could get to Earth on one quarter on Gyrus, and you know that's that was saying something back in the day, man. That was listen. That was I life. could get to level fifteen on Gauntlet with one quarter. So oh man, if, yeah. Wow. If they okay. need old school arcade game skills, they can pull in the the Eerie Travel Crew. But if but not, could we play Polybius? That'll have to be another episode. We'll have to talk about Polybius. Oh but, my uh, gosh, we can. Uh, but so all right. So there's let me more, play. Right? Let's play another little little ditty here, okay? This is this is one that I the you know, the Lincolnshire Poachers, yeah, that's pretty cool. But let's let's play this one, uh, Callie, the amazing producer. Can you pull up the Gong Station number station? Okay, so that goes on for about another minute, and then the gongs start again. So, wow, so that's a German one. I was going to say that is definitely, but you know what's interesting about the gong part of that? First of all, super creepy, but it almost sounds like somebody's ringing bells in an old church or something. It's not like a Casio keyboard where you're like bong 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 bong, like. It's definitely like they have some device there. They're doing it. So where did this one come from? Well, this one's from Germany. 
uh, and we believe it was actually a Czechoslovakian broadcasting into East Germany. Uh, again, we don't know 100% where these were. We don't know 100% who was doing what because these things, but people started archiving them and people started collecting them. Uh, the ham radio operators would find them and they'd figure out what time they would air and they'd know specifically, okay, this airs every night at five o'clock on this one real weird frequency. Um, and so we started tracking them and then we started archiving them. Uh, there is uh, several uh, people who did them to the point where they actually put out a two CD set of number stations that you can get uh, from an organization. And they, and I used to listen to them quite a bit because they were so creepy. Uh, and, uh, and again, you're never going to figure out what they're saying because it is so weird, right? It's just weird numbers. It's weird code. Um, and when was this from? This is mostly from the 60s. That's when they blew up, 60s and 70s, because this was the height of the Cold War. This is the way you transmit messages to your intelligence operatives in other countries. There are some that are Japanese. There are some that are Chinese. There are some that recently were Russian and were being broadcast out of the Ukraine and went silent the minute the invasion began really so yeah so this is still being used today because if it ain't broke don't fix it right it's, wow okay um, but wait is, there's more right oh yes yes i mean we could spend hours listening to all of them because like i said there is two cds and then a later 2014 it was the anniversary of the release of this i think it was the 20th anniversary of the release of the two cds to 2014 so it was 94 when i first picked up the cd set mm -hmm. uh 2014 they did an anniversary and they added a third cd with the newer stuff wow and, um let's go this one uh cal you want to play one more for us and that is the russian man All right, so that's called the Russian man because, hey, it's in Russian. But where do you think that would have been broadcast from? Obviously not russia so i'm gonna go with here's my guess you ready that is yep. completely not accurate or scientific in any manner i'm gonna say canada that's a good guess but the netherlands oh so wow. they were able to track that one this is two and guess when this one was you think you know 1980s 1960s what, what's your guess um i'm gonna go with 1982 2013 whoa so that's how recent. i was wrong <laughs> this one was found on it by an internet sleuth using special scanning stuff on his computer uh to work for working for ham radio signals and then this is they signed off immediately after it got published it never it died immediately russia cut it now not saying it was russia 
at Russian agents, but come on. Well, the you know. thing though, I will say this, if, if, I mean, it could be Russia, but if you're really smart and you're in the spy game, then you send your um, Pakistani a code. I'm not calling that particular. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Suddenly a code in Russia because a Russian, because if you send it, like if you send it in just the language, you go, Oh, that's obviously this person. Yeah. No, no, that's not obviously this person. You do it that way. But 2013, I mean, it kind of makes sense because with, you know, I hope everybody realizes that you can be tracked. Like I have people on the, um, that have cell phones that are like, I don't download this app so they can't track me. You have a cell phone. They're they already tracking track you. You. Yep. you know, not only that, it probably listens to everything you're saying. Hence the reason, like if I say right now, I would like some octopus pajamas. I will bet money. The next few ads that come up for me are going to be octopus pajamas. That's how it works. So it's, I, yeah, it's, it's the, the algorithms know you and it's like, you know, everybody's like, Mark, how do you get all these awesome spooky Hawaiian print shirts? I'm like, the algorithm found me very quickly. It's like, you know, you write a few spooky books, you wear a few Hawaiian print shirts. Guess what? Spooky Hawaiian print is now my number one ad. Right. Know? It's like my Facebook ads. It's so weird. There's so many frogs in them. I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from. Like I've never talked about frogs ever in my life. Yeah, no, our, our producer doesn't collect them and wouldn't love them if our, you know, listeners happened upon one and brought it to us at a convention that that's not certainly not fellows. They won't say no, they won't. Yeah, say no. exactly. But what I think is interesting about this and where I was going as I started my octopus pajamas tangent, though, now I'm going to go look for <laughs> some octopus pajamas because I want something that says release the Kraken on my butt. So there we go. Uh, the, I think the thing is that interesting is that if you were going to try to do this in a way that is not as easily tracked and harder to do and very targeted, you would still use a methodology similar to this because yep. digital methodology leaves a footprint. No leaves matter a, how great you are, there's a footprint. Exactly. Leaves a, leaves a trail, leaves a digital you know, you know, record. This does, leaves nothing except for the phantom radio station that broadcast it. Um, there's one that came out of Cuba that we were hearing for a long time. It was coded HM1. Uh, and that was because that was the uh, signal that it was, it was given. Uh, they're, they're named after usually like the Lincolnshire Poacher. It's named after that song that plays in front of it. The, the gong station is named after the gong sound. The Russian man, there's no lead up to him. So he's just called the Russian man. Um, there's one called HM1 that came out of Cuba. And that one was broadcasting very recently. Uh, and that one we think was to agents from Russia here in the U.S. Uh, and it's and we're worried that it might be active again. My favorite one is the Yosemite Sam what? because it literally is Yosemite Sam. And since it's copyrighted material, we're not going to play it here. But you can Google him. Uh, and it's and he does he does a quote from uh, one of the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where. Uh, and you know, Sam says, I'm going to blow you to tarnations. And it that's the quote that plays. But there are no numbers with this one. It plays that quote repeatedly a few times. But no one's ever been able to catch it where there was an actual numbers broadcast after it. But it is still considered a number station because it was tracked. And it was tracked to a government facility 
on a native reservation in Utah. And well, it was never... that could be a code. If you're a sleeper agent, that's a way to wake up a sleeper agent. I mean, exactly. sleeper agents, and we'll have to do a whole episode about sleeper agents, right? I say these things and that, that makes our producer put notes like we need a sleeper agent episode on our list of episodes that we're going <laughs> to intent, nudge, nudge, wink. Um, but I think that, um, got a thumbs up. <laughs> I think that, you know, you look at what, as you know, instigated sleeper agents or what were codes and stuff. And you wouldn't go, if I'm sending a code to you, Mark, like every now and then, honestly, we even have little codes somebody who yep. maybe walks up to us that's not being pleasant or interrupting other customers or something like that where we want to talk and yep. you know you do little codes and stuff but if I walked up and I went hey Mark you need to get rid of this person you're talking to because they're super annoying and they're getting in the way of other customers you don't do that you go hey Mark Val over there needs you something about a bag or something could you just go chat with her like yeah, that's a that's how you do that. You do not do a. Now all of our listeners are going to be like, "Did you mention the bag?" Because if she mentions the bag, she's trying to get us to stop. Trying to, you're, 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 yeah, she's trying to get his attention away from something. Yeah, but no, no, and that's just it, gang. We'll change it after this. So now it'll be something else. It but, will be something uh, but totally that's different. But it's it's the point. We that need you, a one-time use pad so that we know, you know, okay, this this show's pad, you know, is this is the codes for this show, and then this will be the show's code for. <laughs> But that's what this is. This is this is a numbers game, literally a numbers game on number stations. They 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 can broadcast to a very specific audience of probably one, maybe five. You know, um, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, secret agents and all that. That started in the '60s and '70s. No, uh, you know, it started way before then. Uh, and you know, the shortwave radio started late World War One, early World War Two. Now. World War II, a lot of people don't realize there were German spies in America. Everybody's like, oh, fifth column, all that, you're blowing it out of proportion. No, German spies landed from a submarine in Pensacola, Florida. And the only reason we know that is there was a German spy got caught outside of Virginia and he told them they were coming. But they let him them land and arrested them later. They were supposed to cause all kinds of destruction in the U.S. and they were supposed to be listening for codes. And we were able to use some of that to our advantage. That's the whole Enigma code thing and, and all that. But these guys got into town, got into the U.S. and were going to cause problems. This is shortly is, after Pearl Harbor. That is not, that's not good. And no, and, you know, but again, it's one of those hidden things from history that we don't talk about, that there were spies here and that there are always spies here. And are, we're doing it too. I guarantee you, we have number stations going overseas that that british number station is obviously going to somebody there's a station in guam that's going out over the philippines that's kind of the sequel to lincolnshire poacher and that one it was active up until last year so wow. uh, i think they're changing i think they're finding new stations that's why we just don't have them all but then we find new ones all the time so internet sluice there is easy equipment that you can buy it, i will tell you it is a rabbit hole like the Mandela effect, if you start going down this rabbit hole and start buying the equipment to listen to number stations, you're not, I would hope you might be the lucky one that figures out how to translate them all. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think these work for a reason. The reason they're still using them is because we're never going to translate them. They are, this is unhackable. And I think it, it sounds unhackable. So, you know, 
where where do we want to send our travelers to? <laughs> so for that, for your travels today, uh, you know, that's the problem. These are all over the world and you can follow them wherever you go. I would suggest going to our wonderful favorite airbase that uh, you can go to the gates of and you can listen because they apparently have a number station. And that airbase is Area 51 in Los, just outside. Oh, yes. Area 51. I feel like we're going to send our travelers, travelers there a lot throughout our podcast. A lot. And uh, we have to go together to Area 51. That'll have to be a thing see, that we do. We got to go to Rachel and go see the little alien. That's what you do when you go there. That's Roswell. And you just take the road right on up to Area 51. Uh, you know, and then, but you go see the black mailbox. But from the black mailbox, some people have been able to pick up a number station that is apparently coming out of Area 51. Uh, wow. that doesn't, it's called a five one is the name of that number station. Uh, if you Google it up, you'll see some of the, the megahertz and stuff that you can find. Uh, it has been dormant for a little while, but who knows, they might start it up again. I'm sure it's shifted frequency. I, I guarantee it hasn't gone dormant. It's just shifted to another frequency. That's what all these things do. Um, and, so uh, yeah, cause otherwise, you know, what's the point? I mean, I, I just love it. I think this is an amazing thing. And um, and then with that, now, uh, speaking of government things, we do have a breaking news from Paranormality Magazine. So, um, well, we already did one at the beginning. And we I have know, a but I got one? one more just real quick. ParanormalityMag.com. Use the code TRAVELS. But the Pentagon released a UAP video frame by frame, and the speed is truly anomalous. And uh, the United States government shared new footage of a UFO flying at super speed, or now we call them UAPs. And uh, the All Domain Anomaly Research Office, which is the AARO, which is our new government answer to Project Blue Book that assesses these things. He explained to the Senate Armed Services Subcommittee on Emerging Threats and Capabilities that the object was likely a sensor artifact and the case was declared as resolved. However, the two videos they showed, uh, the second one was from an American MQ-9 Reaper drone, and it showed an orb-like object passing underneath the drone at high speed. And this one was unresolved, and it was seen in the Middle East conflict zone in 2022, and of the 650 reported cases of UFOs recently, 52% are spherical. And uh, so this one was weird anomalous behavior. And Dr. Kirkpatrick highlighted extensive analysis required to examine such footage, which was literally pulling the data apart frame by frame, matching it with models of imaging sensors. They still say it is not definitive of an alien, but we don't know what it is. And just like the number stations, we don't know what this is. So. I will celebrate the day the US government goes, Yes, there are aliens. Yes, here's a thing. Like it's yeah, never gonna happen. I, yeah. I think we're getting closer to disclosure, but they're gonna come up with another cover story. The minute they think they're about to do it, some other cover story is gonna happen. So that's so ridiculous. Okay, breaking news. So travelers, 
don't forget that we absolutely love listener stories. So if you have number station listener stories, Mark will go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs oh, yes. overhearing the number station listener stories. Please feel free to visit Area 51. Do not go through the gates. That is, no. yeah. Do there not. are overlooks that you can go to and, and, and get good views. But uh, yeah, uh, but head that way, enjoy it and, and don't charge at it like Naruto. It's not going to work. Uh, but uh, anyway, thank you, gang, for showing up with us again. Like, share, subscribe, please. You know, share us out there. We're we're getting quite a few uh, listeners now. We we've got some new sponsors on the way, hopefully. So uh, you know, but uh, yeah, and as always, gang, we'll let Destiny Beard play us out, and we'll see you on the other side.